Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to the Worthy and Enough podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Rose. Feel free to call me Jojo. I've created this podcast to empower and motivate you to radiate your light, where we find the balance in life, take the time for ourselves, and become and transform into the amazing souls you're meant to become. Live life being unapologetically you. Hello, beautiful soul. I am so happy to have you here today. If you are new to my podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so happy and so grateful to have you here today. If you are back, happy midweek to you. We are at episode five here at WNE. This week's episode, I wanted to chat about crying and why crying isn't weak. In fact, it is the complete opposite. I remember hearing it as a child and because of that, I went through my childhood and early adulthood holding in my feelings, specifically my tears. It came to the point that even if I wanted to defend myself, I totally choke on my words and start hyperventilating. Yes, literally hyperventilating, crying everywhere, just could not find the words. I always thought that I'd never be able to defend myself or point out my views. And because of that, people would see me as weak. I really don't know where I might have picked up that information, but for a very long time. Because of this, I choose to keep my feelings to myself. So no one would ever see my weak side. What I now know and am still continuing to learn to do till this day is to never ignore my feelings. I know that all my feelings are valid, the good and the bad, my highs and my lows. If ever I don't feel aligned with myself, it is my body letting me know that I need to get back into alignment. My body tells me I need to slow down. Take it easy and take the time to truly take care of myself. For those who have been keeping up with all my episodes, you may have noticed I didn't put out an episode last week. Reason being is that I needed to take a break. My day job has been so busy and so stressful that my voice started to go away. I did not want to record at all and want you guys to hear that, so I took it easy and I took a break. Having that week off made me feel so much better and also gave my poor voice a break from speaking in general. I got all the much-needed rest and time off that I needed. If you too are dealing with what I call burnout, this is your sign that you need to allow yourself to take a break and take it easy. Give your body and mind the rest it needs. Trust me, you will thank me later. If you follow me on Instagram, I've been posting a lot more reels, which I love doing by the way. I have so much fun creating them and also thinking of really thoughtful captions to go alongside it. If you already don't follow me, my Instagram name is xjojo.annarose, A-N-N-A-R-O-S-E. Again, that's xjo.annarose. I recently posted a reel about crying. I thought it would be a great topic to go more in-depth here at Worthy and Enough. I did a lot of research on this topic and wanted to share with you 
what I learned about tears in general and why crying should be normalized. Not as a sign of weakness, but as a sign of healing. I found two really good quotes that I thought would really go well with this episode. The first one is from the book Eat, Pray, Love by Elizabeth Gilbert. states, Do not apologize for crying. Without this emotion, we are only robots. A happy ending to a story, a breakup, an onion getting chopped into pieces, they all can trigger your tears. Tears serve many purposes and your eyes produce them all the time. In fact, you make 15 to 30 gallons of tears each year. Researchers note that, on average, American women cry 3.5 times each month, while men cry about 1.9 times each month. These figures may take some by surprise, especially as our society has often looked at crying as a sign of weakness and lack of emotional stamina. Have you ever heard the phrases, I'm crying tears of joy, or crying yourself to sleep? Crying is a natural response to a range of emotions, from deep sadness and grief to extreme happiness and joy. Crying is an important safety valve, largely because keeping difficult feelings inside, aka repressive coping, can be bad for our health. Not all your tears are created equal. Scientists divide the liquid products of crying into three distinct categories. Basal, reflex, and emotional tears. Let's go more in depth with these three categories. Basal tears. This tear is more complex, having three different layers. These layers coat the eye, supply nutrients to the outer structure of the eye, and protect the eye from drying out. Your eyes are constantly shedding basal tears, even though you may not even notice. These tears protect the cornea, which is the clear front window of the eye that covers the colored iris and the round pupil and constantly is lubricating the eye. So basically every time you blink. When you experience dust, follicles, or debris in your eye, the tears that appear to be clear are called basal tears. The second one is reflex tears. These tears are triggered by irritants, such as wind, smoke, or chopping onions. They are released to flush out these irritants and protect your eyes. This type of tear is made in the lacrimal gland and is made up of mostly water. The body makes these tears as a reflex to a stimulus. For example, if a bug flies into your eye, you produce reflex tears to flush out the bug. The third one is emotional tears. Humans shed tears in response to a range of emotions. These tears contain a higher level of stress hormones than other types of tears. Fun fact about this is humans are the only creatures known to produce emotional tears, though it is possible in elephants and gorillas. In this topic, I'm referring to the third category, which is emotional tears. Again, which flushes stress hormones and other toxins out of our system that potentially offers most health benefits. Researchers have established that crying releases oxytocin and indigenous opioids, also known as endorphins. 
Endorphins are the feel-good chemicals that help ease both physical and emotional pain. As challenging as it may be, the best way to handle difficult feelings, including sadness and grief, is to embrace them. Yes, queen, embrace those feelings. It is important to allow yourself to cry if you feel like it. Make sure to take the time and find the space to cry if you need to. Many people associate crying during grief with depression, when actually, it can be a sign of healing. At this point in time, it seems like stress is a permanent state of being. Whether you're stressed about the current state of the world, work, school, finances, relationships, or all the above, can be overwhelming and frankly exhausting. I get it. I too get overwhelmed with life itself. Luckily, having a support system can count in one way to lighten the load. Seriously. No matter what you're going through at the moment, connecting and communicating with others is the key to living well, especially if you're struggling with depression, addiction, the loss of a loved one, or even just loneliness. For this reason, it is important to know what to do and where to look when you need to talk. I know it's easy to say, reach out for help. It's easy to say, confine in a support system. It's easy to say, you are never alone. I want you to know that if you get frustrated by people telling you to reach out, I feel you. The feeling that no one understands you is an awful one, and I promise you, there is someone out there who cares and wants to connect with you. Even when we feel alone, there's someone out there who gets it. Here are some things you can do when it feels like you have no one. Before we go into depth with this, let's go ahead and take a nice deep breath. Let's go ahead and inhale. And exhale. Throw away all the negative thoughts as you are about to do something exciting. Come up fresh and we would like to revolutionize your inner soul for a better side. Number one is find a Facebook and Instagram group for people who share the common interests. There are literally so many groups and creators out there sharing and spreading their own stories and light. From mental health support to meaningful talking, you may want to take some time and find the right pages for yourself. Some can be really inspirational, whereas some would amaze you with their personal stories. You can let your weaknesses spill over and gain some strength. I really find following people who inspire me, seeing their posts daily on my feed or in my stories. Sometimes the things that they post is something that you may have been needing to hear or needing a reminder for. People like me, by the way, if you do would like to follow me, I post daily quotes as well as really inspiring and funny content. So feel free to follow me again if you already don't follow me. Number two is cuddle with your furry friends. This one I love so much and if I could truly make my cat my emotional animal, I, I would. I seriously would. She is seriously the best and I am so grateful that we can actually have a pet here because we rent. It's really nice to come home and even though my partner isn't here, 
it's really nice to have a companion and someone <clears throat> to cuddle and love up on and she loves up on me. Pets are so awesome and they can simply energize you at the moment you look at them. You can choose to sleep with them, hang out together, or even talk to them. Yes, they can't respond to you like humans, but their senses of understanding is just great. If you can't have a pet, especially if you live in Hawaii, not really sure if it's just a Maui thing or an all-island thing. Most people I know rent, so most landlords don't allow pets. If you may be struggling with this problem too, I highly recommend and encourage you to visit your local animal shelters. So many of those animals crave love and attention too. You will be able to spend a fruitful of time with your new furry friends, which is better than staying home alone. Number three is reading. I recently started getting into reading again. Now I love reading certain books like self-help books, or anything on the mind because these are the types of subjects that really fascinate and excite me. If you aren't into reading like how I used to be, find a genre that you love reading or play around with it. Go to your local library and go in there and explore. You never really know what you would find and the types of books that you really enjoy reading. Reading alone or reading in a book club, both could be a great help to deal with the questions of things to do when you have no one to talk to. Books are always known as the best friends and thanks to the new ideas, dreams, and knowledge that they impart in our heads. Joining a book club, virtual or in-person, may even let you meet those people who are analyzing the books with different perspectives. It really gets you to meet other people and get in contact with other people who also love to read the types of books that you like to read or just love reading in general. Number four is journaling. This one I highly recommend and still continue doing today. Journaling is probably the number one thing that I like to do when I don't have anyone to talk to. Side note, I really don't have much friends so I don't really have much people to go to. You can write about your day, any thoughts. You can write letters to a specific person or to yourself to look back at whenever you need a friendly reminder. Literally anything. There is no right or wrong way. It is your journal. Create and write whatever you feel called to. I've been journaling since I was a child and that was my safe place. I remember being able to write pages and pages and pages of thoughts in my journals. I never really had my own space, so there was always so much things in my head that I little did I know would be brain dumping on a page. Create your own safe space where you can write all the bads to all the goods. The best part of journaling is that in a few months or a few years, you'll be able to look back at what you wrote and you'd be surprised as to how far you've bloomed, how far you've come. And sometimes could be even funny reading the things that you have wrote down. When you do find yourself in a cycle or in a place where you truly do feel like you are alone or no matter how much you try to talk to a friend and that's really not helping, I highly recommend to talk to a professional. Whether that may be a healthcare professional like a therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist or 
even people like counselors, psychotherapists, coaches, mental health practitioners, it's best to do your research and see which options would be best or useful for you. If you need help talking through your options, feel free to DM me via Instagram. I'd love to guide you in the right direction or connect you to someone who specializes in whatever you may be going through. Because trust me, there is such a big community in the wellness and holistic industry that would love to have you. Which is the reason why I am in this industry. I'm so grateful and thankful to be able to empower and shed my light and my stories to help guide you and even help align you to the right people. That's how I got to meet the people who I know today, to know that I can connect with them from all over the world and connect with each other no matter our different time zones. It's just a breath of fresh air knowing that there are other people out there who who truly do want the best for you and that not all people are out to get you. You are not alone. Before we end off this episode, I wanted to, of course, end you off with a quote. This quote is from Charles Dickens from the book Great Expectation. Heaven knows we never need be ashamed of our tears, for they are rain upon the blinding dust of earth, overlying our hard hearts. I was better after I had cried than before, more sorry, more aware of my own ingratitude, more gentle. It truly is helpful to cry and let out the tears and sometimes I too go through little phases where I start crying and I'm like, I have no idea why I'm crying, but I just allow myself to cry. And after I let and shed those tears, I start to feel a sense of relief and sort of like a big weight or load off of my shoulders. I start to get a little bit more clarity, start to feel better. Although you may not know where those tears are coming from, shed them and let them go allow yourself and your body to let out the toxins and let out those feel-good endorphins. Well, this wraps it up for this week's episode. I truly, truly, truly hope that you got something out of this. I had so much fun researching all of these topics and of course, there are always so many more tips but I don't want to go over my time limit so I will have to come up with a part two for this episode. In the meantime, I hope you all have a good rest of your week. I also would really love your recommendations on any topics or just feedback in general. Feel free to DM me on Instagram and let me know how you're doing, any comments, concerns, or just pretty much anything. If you just want to talk, head on over. Do not be ashamed. I am so happy to connect with you and meet you and just get to know my listeners i will be here again next week wednesday don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already subscribed so you don't miss out on any future episodes till next time my friends see you all soon take care